Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And although long life is certainly a gift, it does mean we've witnessed our share of horrendous events over the years, yet perhaps the worst of all took place before our birth, and that, of course, centered on the tragic events of World War II. Our guest, Sharon Cameron, is a multi-award winning, internationally acclaimed best-selling author, and her historical fiction books are equal parts thriller and history, and that, of course, it describes her latest book, Artifice. It is no exception to that rule, believe me. It's a real page-turner for sure, and it's based on the life of a master art forger who lived in Amsterdam during the Nazi occupation. The book, like I mentioned, is filled with twists and turns. It's one you won't be able to put down, and boy, am I excited to speak with the author. So welcome, Sharon. Thank you. What a great introduction. It's amazing to talk to you today. Well, it's amazing to talk to you, and I want to start out. We had a chance to chat before we went on air. I said, you're living the life I covet. I'm sorry. I'm very jealous of you, but I will be the bigger person and offer you a congratulations because, boy, you've had a wonderful career. You've done fantasy novels, and then you went on to uh, both critical and public acclaim for your, your book, The Light in Hidden Places, and now Artifice promises to be just as successful. So congratulations. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, I wonder if you knew every in and out, if you would, um, you know, if I'm living that life that you really want to live, but we'll, we'll, let, we'll let it sit right there. <laughs> well, but boy, I, I just think, you know, and we, again, we kind of mentioned that your writing career started off as a bit of a whim. It really, it really did. Um, I, I think that a lot of people are surprised, you know, when they discover that I was not one of those kids, you know, who was writing all the time and always dreamed of being an author. I was, I was actually a classically trained pianist, and I was a classical pianist and, and a teacher of music for for many years, twenty three, twenty four years, um, before I really began writing, but. I was always an enormous reader. Um, I was always um, a student of of history and of our past, which I always find it fascinating to understand how much of the reality of human experience has been lost because it's died in people's memories. And I just got very obsessed with a little obscure piece of um, family history, as it turned out, though I didn't know it at the time. And I was walking past my computer one day with 45 free minutes, and I just thought, wow, what would it even be like to create a novel about this story, this history that has come to mean so much to me? And and I sat down and wrote unassigned words for really the first time in my life, and I just fell head over heels with creating story and with the written word. And 45 minutes later, I had made a decision to absolutely change my life. And it was a big left turn. And it was a beautiful left turn. And I'm so glad I did it. But but here I am. Uh, So it still feels a little bit surprising to me um, when, when I think back on it. 
Well, Sharon, well, I have to say, it's one of your fans. We are so glad you took that left turn as well. <laughs> and, I mean, the way you write, I mean, it's evocative and it's beautiful. And, again, those Thank twists you. and turns catch catch your reader by surprise. I just want to read, and I'm going to read to you now, and these are, I looked at some okay. of the um, comments you got about your book. These are just some snippets, but so our listeners know what a fabulous author you are and what a great book you wrote, in case they don't already know. This one was... <laughs> What a brilliant, beautiful book. Artifice has it all. And another one, Cameron has seamlessly blended fact and fiction, masterfully crafting a story equal parts, thrilling, heart-wrenching, and hopeful. And I thought, wow. That is that is actually great. I, I love that because I think that really does encapsulate what I try to do um, in these books, particularly with these World War II books because – you know, I, while while I'm plumbing the depths, you know, the worst things that human beings can do to one another, there's always that balance of, you know, the light on the other side and, and, the, and the people who were making choices to stand up and, and to do something about it. And, um, and that is, so that is absolutely what I want people to take away from my books. Wow, and and Sharon, I have to say too, uh, I I know you you started out writing um, more uh, fiction or as uh, fantasy novels, I guess, and so I'm interested. And I promise we'll get to your book in a minute, but you're a fascinating yeah, yeah. story in and of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but did some did you get some kind of emotional hit about World War Two? Or I, I don't want to you know get too personal, but what led yeah. you to you know really be so fascinated with the topic and the people involved and of course create these wonderful books about that terrible time yes well you know i think for me a lot of people feel like you know a lot of my earlier work is is fantasy like you said speculative there's even like some light sci-fi in there because you know i love a good story and and i don't i don't care where what genre that story is in i just love a good story but all of those books i have researched as if they were history um because i think when you when you draw from the human experience it it does just lay down a level of reality even even if something speculative or fantasy or or futuristic it lays down a level of reality for what human beings can and do experience and i think it's what makes a book so much more believable so for me turning to the historical was just an absolute um natural extension um, of everything that I had been writing and doing and of the things that I am interested in and what pulled me into writing in the first place. As far as these last three books, the specific stories, I think really had to do with wanting to look back and, and look at these people who were the rescuers, who, who were the yeah. doers, um, not just the survivors. I want to have the survivor stories, and they are so important. Um, but I also think it's, it's important for us to look at the choices that these people have made in the past and not just remember them and honor them, but be challenged by them. Because these stories, you know, they are, they are of yesterday, but they're actually also of now. You know, the hate that created the Holocaust did not 
die with Hitler and, you know, is alive and well in our world and in many forms and in the genocides that are taking place all over the world today. And so I think it's very important to be challenged by these choices, not to just say, look at what happened then, but what am I going to do about my now? That person chose something in their now. What am I going to do about my own? And, and that's, that's the challenge, and that's why I think these books are important, not just because of the history, but because of, of the state of our world today. Oh, gosh, Shan. Well, now I'm, now I'm going to start crying in the middle of the interview. <laughs> I feel very challenged. But I also want to say I your website. I often cry in my interviews. <laughs> so it's okay. I often cry. <laughs> and I love on your website you put nothing is bigger in this world than my, your, raging curiosity. And, wow, because, you know, that is so evident. And then to turn that raging curiosity into something that inspires us and makes us cry during interviews. But, I, I mean, <laughs> that I can't think of a, a higher calling because it is really a calling to share these stories. I, it feels like a calling. It feels like a calling to me to do that. And, you know, I think every time I reach back into – um, the past, and, and I find a story about one of these rescuers, you know, it it feels like a rescue in and of itself. You know, I, I feel like I, I'm pulling these stories from the past, and, and they're not going to die. There, there's going to be something timeless. Um, there's going to be something there that makes sure that that story marches on into the future. Well, speaking of stories, let's, if you don't mind, can you share, uh, give us an overview of the story of Artifice, because boy, what a story it is. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to. So so Artifice is um, a story based on um, a character named Issa. She is a girl who has been raised in the Amsterdam art scene. It's a very vibrant, glittering, bohemian kind of world. And, and this is a world that is completely destroyed for her by the Nazi occupation because the art has been taken because it is degenerate. You know, the artists have been taken because they are Jewish or they are communist, whatever all of the reasons are. And so Issa decides, she creates a plan of revenge, and her plan is to learn the art of a master forger and to sell a forged Vermeer to Hitler himself. And she will take the money that she gets from selling this forged painting, and she will fund a wing of the Dutch resistance, um, a, a, a group of Jewish baby smugglers who are trying to save the last Jewish babies and toddlers left in Amsterdam, and therefore making the Nazis pay for the rescue of the very children they are trying to annihilate. And it's a, it's a story that came because it is based on on two true stories on uh, a man named Johan van Holst, who was a Dutch man who started this baby smuggling ring, and they were they were erasing the lists and retyping them at night, leaving off names, taking children, putting them in laundry baskets and shopping sacks, and handing them out the windows and over hedges, anything they could do to save these children. And this baby smuggling ring is credited with saving more than 600 Jewish babies and toddlers during the war. It was an incredible 
rescue effort. Um, and, And it was a heartbreaking one because for every child they chose to save, they had to leave one behind. And it's an impossible, impossible choice um, that this man had to make. And, and then you compare that with the second true story that, that Artifice is based on, and that is the art forger, Han von Megren, who um, was probably one of the most successful art forgers, clever art forgers of the 20th century. And he had been fooling everyone. He created a plastic paint. Um, that allowed him to fake a 400-year-old painting. And he was, he was selling these forgeries to museums and collectors. And when the Nazis took over, he just went right on selling them to the Nazis. So he sold a faked Vermeer to Hermann Goring, second in command of the Reich. And that painting hung over the desk in Goring's office as the jewel of, of his art collection. Um, so, you know, hoodwinking the Nazis with, with forgeries is, is something that was absolutely delicious to me as, as an author. But, you know, the real question was, Von Megren, he made what would now be the equivalent of $23 million selling forgeries. And he was living it up during the war while the rest of the Netherlands starved. And... I looked at these two men and I thought, what if, you know, what would have happened if, Han, if, if Johann von Hulst had had Han von Megren's 23 million? I think the world would have actually been a completely different place. And so that's really what, what gave birth to, to the book Artifice. Oh, Sharon, believe me, I wish I could talk to you forever. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. we are getting close to time, but I just listened to you describe the story. I mean, people are going to know how beautifully written this is. I I also want people to know you have a wonderful, delightful, charming website uh, and a video uh, that connected where you read the first chapter of Artifice. So please let our listeners know where they can find more about you, your work, and, of course, this fabulous book, among other fabulous books you've written absolutely you can find me on all the social sites on instagram and all of those things but my website is sharoncameronbooks.com well sharon i'm gonna cry because we're saying goodbye (laughs) (laughs) what a delightful conversation Thank you so much. I mean, I admire you incredibly. I I did before we chatted, but now I do even more. And thanks. Your story is incredible, and it's really important. And, yes, I think you have a calling to share these stories with the world. So keep going, my friend. Well, let me tell you that the delight today was all mine. So thank you so much for having me. Well, I don't know if it's all you. We'll fight about that later. (laughs) Anyway, Sharon, (laughs) thank you. And for you listeners out there, (laughs) you can tell uh, what a lovely person she is, too. But her books are truly, truly amazing. So be sure you check out her website and make sure you grab your own copy of Artifice. It's going to inspire you. It's going to surprise you. And there's some thrills in there, too. And it's going to educate you. Uh, And plus that, it makes for a really great read. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.